Coming to you from the Sherpa Chalet at the top of beautiful downtown Mount Podcastia, it's a special episode of Too Many Podcasts. I'm Jim the Podcast Sherpa, and today it's a special episode where I get to speak with people from the entertainment industry. So get yourself an aisle seat, pop up some popcorn, and get a cold drink ready, and sit back. Don't crunch too loud, or else you'll miss the interview from the Sherpa Screening Room. Hey there, Rebels, and welcome to another episode of the Chirpa Screening Room. It's me, Jim the Podcast Chirpa. Hope you're enjoying these episodes of I Was a Child Actor. And we had three of them this week, so if you're listening to this one and you want to catch the other ones, they're on your favorite podcast app or on my website, Sherpolution.com. And just like with the rest of the shows... This episode is being brought to you by Audible, and you can get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com Sherpa. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Today's guest, a little bit different from the other guests, I think, because he really didn't pursue any acting career afterwards. He was happy to live his life and run a restaurant right in the same area where the movie that he was in was filmed. What movie was that? That would be Jaws, and his name is Jeff Voorhees. So let's head on down to the conference room and hear the stories that Jeff had to tell. Hey, Rebels, welcome to the Sherpa Screening Room. Now, 25 years ago this year, a movie came onto the scene that made people afraid to go to the beach. (laughs) Now, you're probably thinking that's an unusual fear to have, but... I think if you saw the movie and you know what we're talking about, which would be a movie based on the novel by Peter Benchley, a little thing called Jaws, that kind of did the trick for everybody, I think. And my guest today is a gentleman who actually was a quite young gentleman (laughs) back in the day when the movie was filmed, and he was actually one of the victims of the shark. And his name is Jeffrey Voorhees. Hey Jeff, how you doing? How's it how's it going? What should we get the little dana 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 cuz I'm about to die or <laughs> no, I died years ago. But, uh, no, this is uh Jeff Forries, uh Alex Kentner in the movie Jaws. Yeah, 45 years ago. That's on it was filmed well, I'm still on that island. Um Martha's Vineyard, Amity Island where they filmed it and yeah, just just moved down to the island back in the 70s, and uh, we found out they're filming a movie, and we lived right in town. And so they, they said they pay you $40 a day to be an extra. So we all said, oh, let's go sign up. And so, you know, we're just little kids. We all signed up, and all of a sudden, a couple of days later, you know, lived right, it's a small island. They have to ended up in Massachusetts here. And... Uh, so we all, you know, just walked down the street to this hotel. It's a small island, and we signed up to be extras. And yeah, forty bucks a day. You're twelve years old. It's like this is great. And then they called a few people back, and they said, "Okay, uh, read a line or two. And they just hand you some a sheet with a bunch of stuff on it. You read a few lines, and they go, "Okay, uh, we're going to give you a speaking part, and you'll get a hundred and forty a day." It's like, whoa, okay. Uh, just got to say a few words, and my friends will all make 40 bucks a day. I'll make 140 And, you know, that's a lot of money when you're a little kid. It was fun. Sure. And, yeah, and the funny part was then all of a sudden they, they're filming a movie here on this little island, and 
back then, that's, you know, come Labor Day, the, this island died right off. It's a little different nowadays. But, you know, they were going to film a movie, and so – and they, they film it, and it was – Right around May is when I died. <laughs> I kind of laugh about it because it's like, oh, that's when I died in the movie. Um, but they were filming the movie down here, and and I found out that I was going to be one of the first people that die in the movie. It's the first one that they really know that died because the little dog, Pippet, that vanishes, the black lab, and then the lady that gets dragged around. You can't really – you didn't really know it was a shark when – Susan, I'd done some signings with her. I was down, the lady that dies first, she was like a, a real actress. They flew her in from California, and she was just down for the day, a couple of days doing it, and they would drag her back and forth, and, you know, they have, like, ropes tied to her legs, and that's why you see her go flying back and forth. And then all of a sudden, the third one, the die, you know, a dog and then the young lady and then me um, didn't know how they were going to do it and stuff. And, and right the actual place where they filmed that scene, where if you remember, they had a lot of little beach shacks out on the beach. You know, they filmed it in May. And if you look behind those, when you're watching the movie, the little beach shacks, they look really nice. But if you look on the other side, it was all plywood with two by fours holding it up. It, it was they just made it and make it look that way, and it, they look pretty good. And that's where they said, okay, this is where your scene's going to be. The lady that was my mother, Lee Fierro, I've not seen, you know, she she was my mother in the movie. They said, are you going to go over and ask her if you can go back in the water? Then so basically I go over, can I go back in the water? She let me look at your hands. Oh, they're pruned, and I kind of beg her. Unfortunately, she let me go in, and then then But filming it... You know, everyone would say over the years, oh, were you afraid of the shark? It's like, no, they filmed this in May on Martha's Vineyard and, you know, off of Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And this water is cold in May. It doesn't warm up here until July, the water. So people are like, so you weren't afraid of the shark? No, I was freezing my you-know-what off. Because uh, they, they said, as soon as you beg to go back in the water, if you remember it, I pick up a raft and go running back into the water. And... Something I was doing a signing with the person that made the shark. He was down in Florida doing a signing with Susan because it was at a shark tournament. Uh, Field and Stream, the magazine, said, oh, we we have someone else to eat them by a shark doing a signing at the shark tournament in Florida down in Tampa last July. And it was funny because the person that made the shark, he was there. And he was. these guys were really like, they didn't want, when I go in the water there, something I never knew, I the bathing suit they gave me to wear, it was red. They didn't want any red in the movie, I was told. It's like it's blood. And that's, but for some reason, that's the only pair of shorts they had that day. And so that was one thing. But it was just funny doing it. But I just pick up a raft, and they go, okay, start swimming out, you know, maybe 10, 15 yards. And then they, they walk out there. It was probably about up to a little more than my waist. And we go out there, he goes, swim out to this thing here. And it was this big, round metal container that was probably oh, the size of a, an oil drum. And the raft would just fit over. They go, swim out to this, and then we'll say cut. And so I swim out on the raft, they say cut, and then I get off the raft. And they had a raft that was cut in half, and they pull it over this big container that's full of blood. And you can't really see it from the shore. It's like right on the top of the water. So all the blood would stay in there. 
and you know you're 12 years old and they're like okay now you're going to lie on top of this so the raft is on top of this machine full of blood and then i have to lie on top of the raft and the blood holder as they the machine that blows it all up and then he goes as soon as you're lying on top of that well i'll say this is spielberg you know one of his first movies so he's doing everything perfectly and he's like just lie on top of it and then we'll we'll roll it again and then it's going to blow the blood up in the air. It's like, what? It's like freezing cold. The blood's going to blow up in there. He goes, swim underwater and stay under there as long as you can. Hold on to the, the machine under there. And it's like, okay. And so all of a sudden, the first time, it's like lying on it. And it's like blood starts flying up. And if you've seen the movie, you can see blood flying in the air. And so basically, I go underwater, stay under there as long as I could. And then finally swim ashore. And it's like, Get ashore, freezing cold. All my friends were extras in it, and they're all on the beach there. I'm like, okay, we're all done now? And Spielberg, you know, he was, no, your arm came out of the water near the end. We're going to have to do it again. And it would take like seven or eight hours for all the blood to clear out. And since I had a speaking part, oh, Screen Actors Guild, I was one of the lucky ones. I did a little walk up to a nice little trailer that they had dry you off. You could sit inside the nice warm area. It's cold outside and you're soaking wet. All my friends are wet outside. And I screwed up and I got into the nice warm dressing room. All my friends are outside freezing cold <laughs> and they would have to wait like eight hours. And so they tried it again. And five days later, you know, the second time your arm was out of the water, your leg was out of the water. And after five days, you know, the movie, it was costing them more than they expected to start with. And for a scene where I'm in the movie just for a couple of minutes, it took five days. And the fifth day, they finally said, okay, this time when it happens, we got two guys in wetsuits. They're going to be underwater. And when that thing blows up, you're going to feel them grab your legs. They're going to lift you up and down a few times, then pull you underwater and give you air because they had the tanks on them. And it's like, oh, okay. So if you, if you see the movie, you'll see me going up and down. That's two guys holding onto my legs, lifting me up and down in the water. And then they pull you under and give you air. And finally, it all worked out perfect. But it was fun doing that part. And so we finally, after five days, and, you know, I didn't mind. It's 140 a day, five times that when you're 12. That's good. But then the other little scenes of the movie was fun doing. Because if you remember, there's a little parade. I just moved down to the island. And Eggertown Boys and Girls Club, they had drum and bugles. And I, was, I played the drums in that thing. And they had a little parade that goes the wrong way up that main street there. That's, if you know the island at all, it's like, wait a minute, the, this is going the wrong direction. But I go, I'm in that uh, the parade, uh, so I could be in that too. And they're like, uh, no, because you're going to die in the movie. And then finally they said, well, you're not dead yet, so you can be in that scene. So I was in, if you see the little, the drummer, I'm in that part too. It's, you go, oh, there he is, the dead Alex Kinder. So, and then after that, you know, they would all these little things that they would do. It's like, if you remember the shark hanging up and they said, oh, let's cut it. We think we got it. And no, it, don't cut it open. The kidney boy will spill out all over the dock. And we used to go out and watch him when they were filming it. And it's a small island. And that shark that was hanging up in the movie shipped out all the way up from Florida. And back then in the 70s, it was in the back of some guy's pickup truck. And, you know, that's a four or five day trip. And that thing smelled so bad that was hanging up, if you remember the shark there. Sure. And the school where we went, you know, they were, that thing would be hanging up all day. And you could smell it over the, like the school, maybe a half mile away. And 
you just go down there watching that. But then the other little fun parts were uh, when they were filming it, the person that made the shark, like we did this down in Florida last year at this signing. I didn't know you have to, they give you a microphone. That was part of the deal of this one. Usually you just sign pictures. But this one, you get up on stage and the audience gets to ask you questions and you have to tell some of your part. And the person that made the shark, he's was talking about, oh, yeah, the shark was breaking down all the time, and the shark kept breaking down. It's the left side of the shark that looked real, and then if you looked on the other side, it's all mechanical, and then vice versa. The right side of the shark, the left side was mechanical in the top part, and he would always talk about, oh, he was telling people that, like, oh, the shark broke down when we're filming this and that, and that's where I kind of thought, okay, when I got the microphone, I'm going to come out and tell the honest truth, and as we were little kids, and where they store the, sh- the shark at nighttime, uh, it's an, a little island, but they have a nice little yacht club, the fancy yacht club, and they had a s- place where they stored boats and all the big stuff, this big warehouse down near the water. And that's like a five, ten-minute walk from where we were living at the time. And every night, oh, around eight or nine at night when it's dark, we went down there with flashlights and this is back before they would have armed guards and security alarms everywhere. We just break in and climbed over the shark at hall, you know, all the time. It's like, oh, my arms, you put, you know, Bruce was the name of the shark. And you go over and you grab in his teeth and you have flashlights. And, and when this guy was talking about the shark breaking out, when I was talking, I go, I hate to tell you, maybe it's me that, and my friends, we used to climb all over that thing at nighttime. And he, he was giving me an evil look. It's like, ah. Sorry about that, but you know, you know, just the little things like that. And over the years, you know, you know, it was fun making the movie. They would have like cookouts and baseball games, and Richard Dreyfuss, Robert Shaw, Roy Schneider, those those guys would all show up. And just little kids, you'd be out there playing baseball. You know, Richard Dreyfuss, he was really nice. He'd be out there playing baseball with you. And then all of a sudden, you see Robert Shaw way over there, the captain of the boat, and you go over to him and. He was just like in the movie, you know, you get close. It's like, smells like a a brewery or some nasty, you know, nasty bar in the morning, but you get closer and it's like, Oh, how's it going? And he's like, he sounded just like in the movie. Ah, get away from me. You little, he used to get so bad. And, and that was, you know, you're 12 years old. That life was the perfect thing to have fun with because we knew it pissed them off. So every time we saw him, you had to run over and get away from me, a little crap. And it's like, so it, that was, you know, just lots of little things like that. And, you know, watching him filming it and breaking in, climbing all over the shark. But then as the first time it came out in the movies, you know, it was fun watching it and all of a sudden, when it came on TV, something I never really even knew about was royalties. And something I had to sign up if you had a speaking part, Screen Actors Guild. And it's like, what's that? It's like, okay. And the first time it came on TV, all of a sudden, I get a check in the mail. It's like, what the hell is this? Screen Actors Guild, Jaws, it would say what network it was shown on. And, you know, back then, it was not the first time, you know, a lot more than you made in the movie, you know, 15000 bucks and you know, over the years, you know, you get little checks here and there. And my my dear brother, his wife and kids, they lived over in Spain for years. And I would get texts from him. Ah, good news. You just died on TV over here. And it's like, oh, okay, a little check's coming. And, 
<laughs> it's just funny, just all these little things. And, like, you get um, – I live on that island still, and you get people that come down from all over the world just to see where they film Jaws. You get people from England in here all the time. Down at the bar and restaurant, we – we had this thing, the Alex Kintner burger for a while. And, you know, the Jaws people knew about those things. And one slow day in the spring before it got too busy, it's like I look out, I see a, a lady, two ladies, and there's like three different tables out there. It's like, ah, damn, that's a leaf here or my mother in the movie. I had not seen her in years. And so I kind of told the waitress, hey, I got this table. And I took a little pad, went over. Hello, ladies. Um, w- let's see. What can I oh, – wait a minute. I'm going to – can I interrupt you for a minute? I'm going to say, can I ask you a very personal, odd question? Tell me to go away if it's a little strange. And she recognized me, Leaf Arrow, and she's, she's like, what? I go, it's a real strange question. Just tell me to go away. And her friend's looking at me like I'm crazy. And she's like, oh, go ahead. What? And she knew. It's like – I was like – okay, this is really odd, but I got to have to ask you, do you believe in reincarnation? And she's like, what? I go, uh, I think I died years ago. And, you know, you look like my mother in my previous life. And her friend looks at me like I'm crazy. And another table heard me. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, my God, I had a son that died back in the 70s. And then all of a sudden they're looking at her like she's crazy. And I go, I, yeah, it's because I think you look like my mother. I remember you. And she's like, how'd you die? I go, it was in the ocean. And she goes, were you killed? I go, I think I was eaten. She goes, were you eaten by an animal? I go, I don't know. I just remember getting chewed up. And she goes, was it a shark? I go, it might have been. And she goes, she stands up and gives me, you're my son. And she hugs me. And then finally, everyone's looking at like the two of us, like we're crazy. And she finally tells her friend, hey, we were in that movie years ago together. And it's just funny because just seen, I had not seen her in so long. And Good Morning America caught up with me and said, oh, we got, um, we're doing a, an interview with your mother in the movie, and can you do it with her? And it's like, oh, Lee's going to do it. I'll do it with her. Why not? And they had to help her down on the beach. And, and basically, they were asking some questions. And after they, the question they asked her was, oh, we hear that after for years, people would always ask you to slap them in the face. If you remember the movie, she slaps the sheriff in the face, Brody. She was like, they asked me for like the first five, 10 years, everyone wanted me to slap them in the face and I won't do it anymore. And the guy's like, oh no, you finally said no. And she goes, yeah, I won't do it. And then I go, oh, let me interrupt you guys for a minute. And you're, you're my mother in the movie. Slap me in the face, like in the movie. And the guy behind the camera is shaking his head, yes. And She's like, what? I go, come on, mom, slap me in the face. And the guy said, yeah, do it. It's like, and also she gives me a little tap. I go, no, like in the movie. And she gave me a good one. And when the whole thing was over there, the Good Morning America, the guy that was doing it goes, that was great. Uh, we only have like a minute and a half of this that's going to go on. They probably won't put that part on, but that will be on the internet all the time. It's like, that was just funny, little <laughs> things like that. Over the years, is you get people that are possessed with that movie. It's like, and there's one Harley Davidson writer, the waitress, like, oh, he wants to show you something. And went down to the table, he takes a big leather jacket off, and gets the whole Jaws logo tattooed on his arm. And the guy's pretty big, so you got that. The whole Jaws logo, and then underneath, Richard Dreyfuss, Roy Snyder, it, all the way down near the elbow, Jeff Voorhees, my name's on the guy's arm. It's like, oh, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> Steven, this friend out in California, got me this thing called um, Cameo. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. 
Oh yeah, right. So, when you do the video cards and stuff like that for people. He, yeah, last year they finally they they got me to hook up on that thing, and it's just I did like four of them today, and people are like, "Oh, my kids are big Jaws fans," and with all all the schools out now, we watch that movie so much. I just thought this would cheer them up. Can you? And they kind of send you a message to say to the kids. And so I would like, oh, kids, I'll say it. I'll be polite on this one. And I, I live on that island and down on that beach where you see me die, I, you know, run my, I had a couple large dogs, a St. Bernard and a Bernice Mounted dog. I'd be running the dogs down there. And so it's like, so I bring the phone down. It's like, okay, I'll do the cameo here. And it's like, okay, here's the dead Alex Kentner. Here's where I was eating my jars. And you know, just talk and tell them about the movie and oh, people love it because they're like, the person that runs it out in Chicago, he's like, yeah, people, we're getting all the, the like five stars. Thank you. Because most of the times on those things, people just sit on their couch or they're like, they love it because I go down to the beach where I died. I'll be down there. And here's where that shark was hanging up. The little ferry goes back and forth because that's right where our restaurant. And you stand out there going, oh, here's where the, the Kenda boy was going to spill out all over the dock. I didn't know. I thought maybe you get them once in a while. But it's like, you know, this one was like, oh, my father was a big Jaws fan. And he died watching the movie on the couch. It's like, what? It's like, how do I answer something like that? It's like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. It's like, oh, it's like. So your father died watching me die. I hear he's a big Jaws fan. And all of a sudden, like a day or two later, after talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I was eating too. And, oh, thank you so much. That was great. It's like, no, you get, it's just funny. Some of the, it's just Jaws still lives on over years and years. <laughs> when you first made that movie, did you have any idea that it was going to become the blockbuster that it actually did? No, and they were filming it. At first, I didn't even think it was going to, they were about to just cancel, throw the whole thing away. It was taking too much time. And, it, you know, before that movie, real horror movies before that, King Kong, Godzilla, Planet of the Apes. But this is one of the first real gory ones. And that's why I think, like, the part where you see me going up and down with the blood, at one of these signings where they were talking, they were said the fake shark that looks so real that you see in the movie going up on the boat, and his name was Bruce. They tried... They had a dummy that looked a little like me, and that's at first the shark comes up and grabs me, the mechanical shark, and pieces are flying everywhere. And since this is back in the 70s, right now that would be, oh, that was great. They're going, no, that's too hardcore. This kid's parts are flying everywhere and blood, and so that's why they didn't use that. But the movie took off. Amity Island, it's like Martha's Vineyard. This, this island, they call, you know, they have Jaws tours and I just started doing the signings a few years ago because, you know, it's fun. They fly you, like, last year down to Tampa. And I was supposed to be up in Toronto in a couple of weeks, but that all got canceled because where they filmed it, where they're doing that signing, Canada, I guess they said if it was more than 5,000 people. This is weeks ago. The guy that was running is like, yeah, last year there were about 8,500 people at the signing, and so they're going to have to cancel it. So, you well, know, because this year, there are the people that run these things, the, the ones I do in New York and done, you know, I've done a few. There was one on in Worcester we did last uh, Columbus Day. They're going like next year, meaning this year, it's the 45th anniversary. And these people that do these signings, they know everything about it. They're like, there's only seven of you still alive that are in the movie. And at the 45th anniversary, we're going to try to get a few of you to do the signings at the same time. It'll be a big, it's like, okay. 
I always tell them I'll do like three or four a year. And the one in New York, when they first got me to that one, that was a big one down there because you had everyone. Oh, that you had hundreds of people at those. I mean, um, Loretta Swift, Robert Wagner, they would have the whole Love Boat crew, the just tons of different actors. And the one, that one's done around Halloween and like the ladies from Friday the 13th, they, they do these signings too every couple of years with the same people that I do it with. And they bring all the pictures and these ladies are, they always laugh. They're like, you're in that movie for one or two minutes and you get more people over there trying to get your autograph on those pictures that you've done. And we're real actresses. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm just a, I was just a dead 12 year old. It's like, it's just funny. Just in the movie for a minute and people know all about that. I guess what happened with that scene. I remember we were having a conversation with our friend, mutual friend, Stephen Joyner. And he really raised a good point. He said, in a lot of the other movies that used to scare people, it was things happening at night and there was a monster and they would usually go after an adult. But here was this big movie where it was daylight and it was a shark and it was a child and there was blood. So it really made people yeah, no. step back and, and look at horror a, a whole new way. I mean, as I said, because, you know, just a 12-year-old kid on a raft, and that's why it's in people's minds. I mean... So but, what did you do, like, after the movie? Did you stay in the movie business, or did you just kind of live your life like a regular kid? They did a few other little movies down, just being actors. We we liked doing it, and that was pretty much it for my acting days. But it's hard to believe that, you know, like, person down near this restaurant that we run, he did it years ago. It's a Jaws... It says the Wharf Pub on the front, and the back it's the whole Jaws with the little kid on the raft, and it says Alex Kintner still alive at the Wharf, and the shark's about to be grabbing this little kid, and he made it years ago. It was a little kid. It looked like in the movie, and he goes, I updated it. He did this just a couple last spring, and he goes, I updated. It. Can we do it again? It's like I don't care. It's like. He goes, you'll like it better. And he showed me it. And the Jaws, it looked the same. The whole Jaws logo, that looked the same. And the little kid on the raft, he goes, wait a minute, that looks more like it. It's like the kid and the boy still alive in the wharf, but it's a, the kid on the raft. See, over the years, I, I don't think I have half my hair anymore. And the kid on the raft was missing a lot of his hair, too. I go, that looks more realistic now. It's like I'm a big Bruins fan. And on this island, um, we do a um, alumni thing, if you know the Bruins at all. Oh, you remember the, the Bobby Orr, Phil Estesito days? And, okay. Um, some of, this one guy, um, Mike Milbury, he saw some of the jaw stuff hanging on the walls in the back where they were. They, they came down to a restaurant after and had drinks and some food and stuff, and he saw the pictures on the wall. It says, these shots of me that I take back from some of these signings, and we just film on the walls because some of the Jaws people love it. And, He's like, oh, that's Alex Kinder. Oh, I'm a big Jaws fan. Is he ever around here? And the bartender, she's like, ah, oh, that's him right over there. And he, he was like, Rick Middleton was like, oh, are you a Bruins fan? I go, I definitely am a Bruins fan. I go, yeah. He's like, if you get me one of those shirts and sign it, I'll get you a Bruins shirt, and I'll get Bobby Orr. Phil, I'll get so many people to sign it for you. And I was like, fine. I get him a shirt. I signed it to him, and this pictures of us holding a Jaws shirt, and he was so psyched about it, and he sent down a shirt with Bruins autographs and stuff, but he was just, like, psyched for it, and everyone's like, so you just gave him the shirt, right? I go, 
No, I didn't charge him for the autograph. I but he paid twenty bucks for the shirt. Why don't you let everybody know the name of the restaurant that you run? So if ever they're around Martha's oh. Vineyard, if they get curious. It's a small island. All these little jaws things that still go on on this island. It's unreal that some people, you know, they come down just to that and some crazy jaws people. But no, I'm down at Martha's Vineyard, the wharf pub and restaurant. That's why I always tell the people on Cameo, if you're ever down on the island, stop by the restaurant, see some pictures. There you have it, folks. We've been hearing from Mr. Jeff Grevorhees, who was Alex Kinder in the movie Jaws. Jeff, thank you so much for sharing your memories. Well, I hope everyone has a great day. And this is the dead Alex Kinder checking out, I guess. Thanks once again to Jeff Voorhees for coming on down to the Sherpa Screening Room and sharing some of his stories while working on the movie Jaws. If you haven't heard the rest of these shows, check out my website, SherpaLusion.com, or you can get this show on your favorite podcast app, whichever you choose. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at SherpaLusion. Mr. Bruce, there's something coming out of the water behind you. Quick, quick, show everybody to the door and swim, swim, swim. Viva la Sherpalution. Oh no, that's just the tuna fish sandwich I had yesterday, sorry. Thanks for listening to Too Many Podcasts. Please disperse. You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la Sherpalution. Viva la Sherpalution. <coughs> oh. Yo, come back now, you hear?